The Lessons Learned for Vets podcast is proud to be brought to you by AFMA, the American Armed Forces Mutual Aid Association. Established in 1879, they are the longest standing nonprofit association empowering military families with affordable financial solutions for generations. Offering life insurance, wealth management, mortgages, survivor assistance, and other benefits, AFMA is here to support you through every stage of life. AFMA is dedicated to helping service members be financially and logistically ready for life after the military. To support you in this process, AFMA would like to offer you their free downloadable transition timeline, a step-by-step guide to help you create a comprehensive military transition plan. Let AFMA help you get ready for your next step by visiting afma.com backslash LL4V. That's A-A-F-M-A-A.com slash LL, the number four, V or clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, your military transition debrief from the veteran mentors who've gone before you. My name is Lori Norris, and I've been teaching veterans how to successfully navigate their military transition since 2005. I'm a civilian who speaks the language of all branches of the U.S. military, and I'm on a mission to educate veterans in the job search marketing process. This podcast shares the military transition hot washes and after action reports of your fellow veterans to smooth your own path out of the military. Well, hello, everybody. On today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, you get me. I am here to talk to you about one of the questions I get quite often, but especially in the market that we're in right now where it's very competitive and there are so many candidates for each job. The question is, how do I set myself apart from the competition? And there are many ways to do this, but one of the most effective ways to do this is to take the focus off of you. So that's going to be our topic today is it's not all about you in the job search market and how to take the focus off of yourself to achieve that career success. So I want you to think about job searching, whether it's your resume, your LinkedIn, your interview answers, your networking, your attendance of job fairs, all about strategic marketing. And you've likely heard me say this before. Strategic marketing, you have to know who is your customer, right? That's where the focus comes in. It's why I talk about it so much is that focus aspect of things. You have to know who that customer is. So once you know who that customer is, you can know what's important to them. What do they want to know about when they're making their buying decisions, or in this case, their hiring decisions? And then what do you have as a product or as a potential employee that can meet their needs that will really get them to say yes? So this is strategic marketing. It's why I harp on focus so much, because until we know who our customer is, we really can't target our marketing approach to them. I want you to think of some of the most memorable marketing slogans that you have out there. Let's talk about Nike. They say, just do it. At no point do they say, just do it while wearing our shoes and our clothing, right? They're not saying buy our stuff. They're just encouraging you to get out there and try things. Or Coca-Cola, right? They have the share Coke and a smile, or they used to have those Coca-Cola cans with your name on it. They make it all about you, the consumer, right? The person who's buying their product, 
So as a job seeker, if all we're talking about is ourselves, our needs, our skills, are we being effective marketers? Likely not, right? So it would be like Nike saying, run in my shoes because we need to pay the CEO, right? Or Coca-Cola saying, buy a 12-pack of Coke so we can keep buying Super Bowl ads. So some of the ways that job seekers can make this mistake of making it all about themselves is they put objective statements that that, that say, I'm, well, here's what I'm looking for. Uh, they have like LinkedIn headlines that say, I need a job or transitioning service member looking for employment in February of 2025. Or they have interview answers that maybe when they ask you, why should we hire you? And you say, because I need a job. <laughs> or, you know, you know, why do you want to work for our company? And you don't answer anything about the company and why you're the right person for the job. You really talk more about what you want and what you need. And so, Unfortunately, we have to remember that hiring you, hiring us, is not a company's first priority. They have a business to run. And while we know that you can add value if you join the team, it's not necessarily their number one priority. So in an interview, when they're reading your resume, when they're looking at your LinkedIn profile, though it's counterintuitive, they're not always looking for a reason to hire you. They're looking for a reason not to hire you. So we need to make sure that we are putting the focus in the right direction, right? So I've told you this before, companies hire for two reasons. They have a need to fill or a problem to solve. And so if you can showcase, if you could do your research, and we're going to talk about that today, do your research and figure out what are their needs, what are their problems, and you really showcase yourself as the answer to those needs or the solution to those problems, then you can showcase what makes you cost effective. How are you going to bring them their return on investment? Think about your your future boss. Who's going to hire you? Who's going to make that decision about bringing you on board? What does your boss want from you when you join their team? They want you to make them look good. They want you to make their job easier. They want you to be reliable and dependable. Um, They want someone that will make them money or save them money. So think about their needs, their wants, their unique situation that the company's in and really target and focus your presentation to them. So let's talk about how we determine an employer's needs and an employer's problems. How do we define that? Where do we go to figure this out? The first thing I want you to do, and you've heard me say this before, by the way, is that I want you putting out quality applications, not a high quantity of applications. So I want you to take more time with each application that you turn in, uh, each resume you send in, each job application you fill out and submit, instead of putting in lots and lots of generic ones, right? And so first thing I want you to do is conduct a SWOT analysis. And this just stands for their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, and their threats. So their strengths, what are they good at? What are they doing really well in the market? Their weaknesses, where are they struggling? 
what are some holes that they need to fill, right? Uh, their opportunities, how can they grow or improve? Their threats, like who or what is their competition? What is changing in their organization or their industry? And the more you know about that, then you can think of how much better you can speak to your return on investment as an employee, as a candidate, um, and what makes you cost effective if you know exactly what your employer needs. Every good marketer needs to know their target customers' needs, wants, desires, problems, right? We want to make sure we're targeting our marketing approach to our customer. Again, why I say focus so much, I really do, I, I'm, I had your best interest at heart when I am a broken record on focus. So step two in determining our employers, our potential employers needs and problems. So we're gonna start gathering our research. We're gonna start looking for things like, what's their culture? What's their philosophy? What is the mission statement that they embody? What products and services do they offer? What are their statistics, their history? This really gives you some insight into their threats and their opportunities, right? So what are their current events going on in their organization? Have they laid people off? Are they growing? Are they expanding? Are they merging? Are they about to acquire another organization? What are their future plans? What is happening in their, in their world? What are their, who are their competitors and what are they doing? What are they working on? And what are their career path opportunities internally? So that when they say, where do you see yourself in three to five years? You have an answer for kind of the direction you might like your career to go. Okay. So when do we do all of this research? Before we apply. So you see an opportunity out there that you want to apply for, or maybe you've identified a target company where you want to work, start doing your research and keep really good records and keep all of your research in one place so that you can refer back to it, not only when you're writing your resume and targeting and focusing that resume to that job and that company, but also when you get that interview and you're preparing for the interview this will help you have a good conversation or maybe you do an informational interview with someone at the company. All of this research and preparation that you've done will just make you look more informed and interested in the organization. So obviously we start on the company's website, but don't stop there. They'll know if that's the only place you went. Do a Google search. Look at places like glassdoor.com. So think about other resources and places you can dig in, business journals, you know, what's happening in the news and in their industry uh, organizations, follow them on LinkedIn, look at their social media and what they're saying, okay? So that's how we look at an employer's needs and problems. Now, let's talk about determining your value. So I want you to think about the last product that you bought that you paid more than $100 for, why did you buy that product? How did you decide that was the right thing for you? The thing that comes to mind is when for Christmas, we bought our house an ice maker. Like we were constantly having to go to the store and buy bags of ice. We all like lots of ice in our drinks. I live in Arizona. You want cold drinks. So we bought an ice maker and there are 
um, ice makers for $100 and ice makers for thousands of dollars. And so we spent a lot of time researching what we wanted to buy and what we needed, what was important to us. And um, the, you know, again, like what we were looking for. And so think about why you buy products as a consumer. The employer goes through that same process, right? So they're going to look at what's important to them. What do they value the most in their candidates? And they're really going to start to assess the value of what is best. And that's how they're screening their candidates are through those value statements. And so for you, it's really important to think about your features and benefits. So let me explain. We'll use a car as an example. The features of a car are things like a steering wheel and paint and tires. But that's not typically what sells a car, right? It's things like maybe it's the uh, the safety features, how many airbags it has or what its crash test rating is. Um, that's not really necessarily a feature that everyone talks about or thinks about first. It's the benefit that you get from those safety features that they really market to you, right? Protecting your family in a crash, um, things like that. So a steering wheel doesn't necessarily sell a car, but it is a feature that a car has. And no one's coming to you and saying, hey, look at this great steering wheel. Look at this paint. Look at these tires, right? And so think about the benefit, right? So we might say this Italian leather steering wheel feels so soft in your hands and this heated steering wheel is going to keep your hands warm on even the coldest Minnesota mornings. And they might talk about the the tires and the grip and the, the size and how they're going to contribute to your gas mileage, right? They're not talking about the feature itself. They're going to talk about you as the consumer and the benefit you get from that feature. You are the same way. When you're talking about yourself as a candidate in the job search, I want you to really think of your features are your skills. But what an employer cares about are your benefits. We have to paint a picture of the value or benefits that those features are going to bring to that employer. Your 10 years of leadership experience is going to ensure that you can quickly hit the ground running, fit right in, and identify how to get the team motivated and bought into the direction the company is going, right? So you're not going to just talk about your leadership. You're going to talk about how that can impact that employer, right? So really start to paint a picture of what you can bring to the table. And you have to do this. You have to really start thinking about the employer and their needs. When you take the focus off of yourself and your needs and really hone in on what does the employer want and need and really laser focus in on that in your process, you will blow the competition out of the water because most people are not doing that in their process, right? So I want you to set yourself apart in that way. We're going to start kind of flipping the script of the way that we talk about ourselves, right? So as an example, let's just say, instead of saying, I have great customer service skills, that is your feature. You have customer service skills. That is a feature of what you have. If we're going to make this about value and benefits, instead, 
we would say something like, my flexible communication skills and resourceful problem-solving styles will build long-term customer relationships that have led to a 75% increase in repeat and referral rates for my last employer, right? And instead of saying, I have project management experience, you're going to say my ability to lead cross-functional project teams of up to 12 technicians and manage project budgets of up to $2 million will enable me to make an immediate impact on the successful on-time completion of your projects, right? Make them money, save them money, paint a picture of how you can help. Remember, employers are going to believe what you can prove with stories, with examples, with statistics, not just what you say, right? So don't just say, I can do the job, prove it with examples, accomplishments, stories, those situation, task, action, results, stories that showcase how you can add value, how you can be cost effective. And if you think about who has more to lose in the hiring process, it is always going to be that employer. They always have more on the line than you do. And I I know that you feel like you have more on the line, but absolutely that employer has more to lose in this process. They have their business, their other employees, their customers, their livelihood. And really, what do we have to lose? We we can't lose a job because we don't have it walking in the door. So we have some time to lose, maybe some money if we invest in a new interview outfit or drive to the interview, whatever the case may be, we have some time to lose, but the stakes are far greater for that employer. And so you've got to do the work to help them see what you can do for them. Like I said, take the focus off of yourself, put it onto the employer. So now I want to issue you a challenge. I want you to sit down and really think this through. I want you to make a list of a minimum of 30 skills. And these are going to be your 30 features, right? So we talked about customer service. We talked about project management. We talked about leadership, right? Those are features, okay? So you make that list. Next to it, I want you to put a statement of value, right? So this is going to be kind of a three-column exercise. I recommend you do it in a computer. And so you're going to have three columns. The first column is your skills, your features. I'd love for you to do 50, but I want you to at least do 25 to 30. The second column is going to be your statement of value, right? So I said project management. How could that bring value to an organization that I am targeting in my job search for my post-military, my first post-military career. So second column is statement of value. Third column is going to be an example or a story. Using that situation, task, action, result format, you're gonna jot down, well, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna create a worksheet for you and I'm gonna put it out there so you can download it. If you go to www.nextforvets.com, I will create the Know Your Value worksheet. And that way you can download it, you can put it into your computer, and you can work it work through all of these, and I'll give you some guides on how to do it. 
But that third column is going to be examples, stories that you can use to showcase how you've used that skill, that feature to add value in the past. And then we probably really need a fourth column to translate it all. But I'm hoping that of all of the things you've heard me and my guests talk about over these last, I don't know, 145 plus episodes, you've started to learn how to translate it. And you know the importance of doing that. So I'm going to sign off for today. I just wanted to jump in here with a quick little bit of information on how to set yourself apart from the crowd. I really appreciate you listening. I hope that you have gone to the afma.com backslash LL4V link to download their transition timeline. We are so excited that they are our sponsor and we want to show our appreciation by downloading that timeline. So as a listener, if you want to support me and the show, that would be one great way that you could do that. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. If you learned just one lesson today that you believe can help you in your military transition, then I've done my job. Please don't keep this podcast a secret. Share it with as many of your active duty service member friends and transitioning veterans who may be struggling with that process as possible. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and join our YouTube channel so you don't miss any lessons that we share.